my bigger challenge is now to start growing the company beyond my name. So my clients will start hiring RG2 and not Raphael. That's my challenge. Well, hello there. Welcome to Brand Therapy. I'm Phil. And I'm Lauren. Actually, her name is Chatty Cathy. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, did... where am I supposed to go from there? You're giving Why? me nothing. Why did I say that? <laughs> I don't know. I think you're hungry. I'm so hungry. How did you know? Because you've been talking starving. about it for hours. I th- I'm freaking so, starving. <laughs> so I think... When I said my name was Lauren and you said that I was actually Chatty Kathy, that's a great example of how your personal brand can really influence the way that people perceive you, <laughs> which aligns really well with this episode. So our guest today... You really saved it. You really saved the sinking ship. Thank you. Thank you. No, thanks. Thanks for throwing me this challenge. So our guest today is an established trusted marketing professional, and he's opened up his own agency and that agency's name has nothing to do with his own. And so Mm -hmm. he's in an interesting place in his career because he is getting business because of who he is and the relationships that he's built over the years. And yet he's having challenges making people recognize his company name with the same like respect and authority. Exactly what she said. Yeah, At least someone's paying attention today. No, it's true. (laughs) But it's interesting to explore the dynamic of company name, personal brand. Why do people come to you? How do you decide one or the other? Sometimes you can't make the decision to change one. Let's say you buy a company or let's say your company is acquired, blah, blah, blah. There's all different kinds of scenarios. And we start to explore how to prioritize that and make decisions today based on demand and what customers want. Exactly. So... Let's do it. Let's get to our conversation, which I really enjoyed having with Raphael. My name is Raphael. My business challenge is I started this company, RG2, a year ago, and it's a consulting, marketing consulting company. I've been in, in the corporate world for 20 years. So most of my clients are uh, people that I already knew from my corporate life and uh, or referrals. And uh, I've been doing quite well. However, my biggest challenge is now to start growing the company beyond my name. So my clients will start hiring RG2 and not Raphael. That's my challenge. Wow. That's a great challenge. Thank you for bringing on a challenge that we have not tackled before. Right, Lauren? This is like a reverse personal brand challenge. So often we get people that call us. They're like, you know, this is the company, but I think I need more of a personal brand. And here's Raphael. He's like, I have a personal brand. That's the way we've got clients. That's why they've called us. But get me out of this so that it you almost become more known for the company. Cool. I like right. it. <laughs> I have some questions. Um, of course you do. My, of course. I'm bursting with questions, Raphael, all the time. <laughs> it's like <laughs> so annoying for Phil. So my first question for you is, do you have other people on your team at your company? Yeah. Not full-time. I recently hired a part-time person, which is is somebody that used to work with me in a couple other companies. And I also have satellite teams in in Latin America, Mexico, and Guatemala that help me with particular clients. So that's how I've been able to grow because then I'm I'm able to, you know, to take that. 
some of the work to to uh, those teams. So yes, what I want to do is, is doing more of that. Okay, perfect. And so are these people who are working with you, they're client facing or are you involved with every project? I'm involved with every project. Okay, great. So I can I can see why where from the client standpoint, it would be challenging to know, am I dealing with Raphael or is it Raphael's company where like, it's because to them, if they're working with you, they're, you know, not working with the company. It's interesting. Right. And why have your clients signed on to work with you? What is that deliverable that they're happy with that you're providing? Can you tell us a bit about that? Right. The, the objective with a client or what I sell is, is, is growth. So most of my clients have a challenge in growing their digital channel. And that may be, you know, selling a product or I have like media companies that are traditional media companies and they need to develop their, their online presence and their online monetization. That's a straight up consulting gig. And I have other clients that sell insurance, you know, or they need to acquire customers. And then I'm helping with the strategy, but also implementing, you know, maybe Facebook campaigns or Google campaigns or even LinkedIn. So that's what makes, that's how the team gets involved, right? So I may have clients that, that, that hire me because it's me. And then I have other clients that I'm able to pass on some of the work for other people. And when someone meets you at a party for the first time and they, they ask, what do you do? How do you answer that? That's like, great. That hasn't happened much lately. (laughs) 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 You know, that hasn't happened much, you know, but I'd say I have a a marketing consulting company. Perfect. So my initial feeling is that it's important for you and for the people on your team to become comfortable saying and embracing the company name. So, and I know I put you on the spot with this question and it hasn't really been happening too much, but when it does happen, make sure to use your company name. Like say, I run the growth marketing consulting firm, insert name, and we like switch it from I to we in that description. So that way they understand that you're you're running something that's bigger than you. Right, right. Do you agree, Phil? I do. Yeah, I actually use the we a lot, but I don't emphasize the name of the company. And that's something that, that certainly we need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like the company is another person. Like that's how, that, at least when we brand companies, we think of them as individuals. We try to figure out what the personality of that company is and describe the company like you would a person. So for you... I think it's important to think of the company as an entity that's separate from you, that you're just like close friends with or whatever, and really get comfortable with referring to the company name. Because similar to if you were to meet someone and not catch their name, they're not as memorable. So it's the same principle for your company, even if it's not a person. Okay. That's that's good. Actually, uh, the person that worked uh, with me here in, in Miami, I've been telling her to do that because uh, every time she sees somebody that we know, she's like, oh, I'm working with Rafa. And I tell her, you're working for RG2. <laughs> They'll just tell them me. Yeah. <laughs> <But> yes, <laughs> yes. I have to it too. Yeah. And I'll add to that thought because if you're going to put all of your eggs in the basket of 
company as opposed to personal brand. And there are, by the way, a, a few reasons that people do that. You obviously have a reason to do this. I've heard other people making this switch when they want to better position themselves to sell a company. It would be very hard to sell Phil Palin Collective right now because Phil Palin Collective wouldn't come along with Phil Palin. You know, I position my company from the start as a lifestyle business, knowing that it's not something I would have wanted to sell. But not everyone has that kind of clarity from the beginning. And, and I've had moments and I've thought, what if I actually just branded itself as a, as a company? I've heard people talk about this. Neil Patel wrote a really interesting blog post once called, I Wish I Never Built a Personal Brand, and talks about the challenges of having a lot more traffic to his personal brand website than to his companies where he has shareholders and, and other people involved. It's interesting. So I think to build on to Lauren's point, when she asked you on the spot, you know, how do you introduce yourself? Almost like, what's your elevator pitch? I think that that needs to come along with some context, digital marketing or growth marketing or whatever you call it. I think it needs to have a bit more context so people, we increase the likelihood that people will remember that introduction. Because if the company doesn't sound as exciting as you, you as an individual always have a bit of an advantage because you are a person. And every person is made up of two things, content, what you say, and how you say it, personality. It's harder to establish a balance between those two things with a company. The company's content, what they say, the personality, how they say it. I think we need a bit more personality in this, this one sentence, or at least in the, the casual positioning of this company. Lauren, do you agree with this? 100%. Yes, I, I do agree with this. And I think as well, like Neil Patel, such a great example. I'd never heard of that blog post, Phil, but gosh, I'm going to read it. I know who it is, so I, I, I got to go yeah, check it for out sure. back again. Yeah. He, so so yeah. Sir, actually, go ahead, Lauren, with what you were going to say. There are so many examples that you could model yourself after, Raphael. Like, I always reference Gary 100%. V as like a really good example of someone who has balances personal brand and then his other ventures. But even on the about page of his website, it starts off saying Gary V is the chairman of VaynerX, a modern day media and communications holding company and the active CEO of VaynerMedia, a full service advertising agency servicing Fortune 100 company or clients across the company's four locations. Like that's the first sentence of his about yeah. page. And it's there's such clarity and confidence. And Raphael, there's no reason why you couldn't do the same. Right. Right. There's some specificity there that Gary Vee has given. You know, I almost didn't mention the Neil Patel example. I almost didn't say it out loud because it's pretty negative. Like, it's very negative. The blog post is called, I wish I didn't build a personal brand. But so for the attention I want to give that, I want to bring up Gary Vee. If, if you weren't going to do it, I was going to because he's done it in a really positive way. His personality, that's a very strong part of his brand, filters down into the way the company is positioned. And I would love more, unlike Neil, who has regret, I'd love to be more like Gary V, who's used it as a competitive advantage. That's what I'm interested in doing for you, Raphael. So let's whip that at a party introduction into shape and figure out what it is about you that makes people want to work with you. I think we can do that in the next few minutes. Great, let's do it. What are the types of clients that you work with? If you were to look back, I, mean, I think you said it's been about a year, right? Like what have been your favorite projects, industries, 
even clients, you have to name them, but give us some idea of like the clients that you love to service and that you want to continue servicing. I love a client that has established business and needs to open up this new opportunity in digital. I like those clients instead of the client that is in, in, in big trouble and is counting on, on this to save the company. That's more of a challenge, obviously. But I like the client that is, is thinking about this in a strategic way. Great. Already some good words in that little, that little answer. How about another question? And let's test your self-awareness. The clients that have decided to sign on with you, probably not because of your specific service offerings, but because of the trust they have in you to deliver the job, to meet the goals that they've outlined. Raphael, what is it about you specifically that you think they're drawn to, that they respect enough to put money on the table to say, get the job done? What is it about you specifically? It's experience, my track record, you know, 20 years doing digital, being around for that long. And, and it's not, you're 100% right. But my clients sign with me because they trust me. Mm-hmm. And one more question. When you look back on 20 years of being in digital, if I had to say to you, give me one win, one moment where you were like, yes, this is why I do what I do. I'm so passionate and I love this work. Something you accomplished, something like that. What is the first thing? Not even, don't even think about it too long. I want the very first thing that comes to mind. Don't even filter it, just say it. Well, it was a few years back. And I was working for a television company and, and we started the first YouTube channel. And that was back when YouTube was just starting and starting to get the first partners. We were probably the first Spanish medium to sign up with them. And, and we positioned ourselves among the top three Spanish channels in YouTube really quickly. So that one was, was a win that I, that, you know, and very rapidly it became a business that, that we would go, that, that was, a, was unexpected. I said that I would have one more question. And now I have one extra question because I love what you're telling us. Do you work with exclusively Hispanic brands or Spanish-speaking brands? No. No, okay. Yeah, I have 100% American, English, you know, mainland, U.S. Hispanic, and I also have Latin American clients. So I have the three. Great. Okay, because I think that's interesting. Okay, Lauren, you've been quiet because I know you've been listening and writing. What have you heard that is interesting? And what are you thinking in terms of putting this all into words? What do you think? Well, I love you used the word unexpected, Raphael. And I think that's really interesting. And it would make me want to learn more saying that you you grow people and in, in companies in ways that are unexpected. So uh, what I've got so far, and this is really, really rough, but I'm thinking if someone were to be like, oh, hi, I'm Lauren and you are and you would say, like, I'm Raphael, the CEO and founder of RG2, a growth marketing firm. We push established companies to grow in an expected way in the digital space or something like that. Mm. Oh, wow. I didn't think about that. Mm. I love that. Can you say it one more time, Lauren? Because it was there's a lot in there. Say it one more time. Yes, I'll say it one more time. And I'm not completely sold on the second sentence, FYI. So I'd want to tweak it a little bit. But so here's what I've got so far. I'm Raphael, the CEO and founder of RG2, a growth marketing firm. We push established companies in an unexpected way in the digital space. Yeah, I'm not sure it's unexpected is the right word, but I like the, the spirit of it. 
I don't come up with a plan because I, I think plans are, ju- uh, are useless. You know, what you have to come is, is you know, you, you, you have to walk. You know, you, you never know where the growth is going to come from. But you have to try. You have to have to try different things. And over time, you, you find, you, 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 if somebody comes to you and say, okay, no, this is exactly the plan you want to follow, is it, 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 it's, it's lying to you. So in that spirit, un, probably unexpected is the wrong word, mm-hmm. but it ha, it, 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 it's there, you know, in a, in, in a way that, you know, because so is a partnership. I, my intention always when is that actually they learn so much about trying to do it themselves. So, uh, but we don't know. Always, we don't know. We have to work together and we'll find the path together. Yeah. So I don't think unexpected is the right word, but it's certainly within the spirit of what we're trying to do. Well, maybe, and I, I just rejigged the sentence a little bit, and I think it's better now. Maybe it was the placement of unexpected because I think the word unexpected in the right context is is very intriguing because it's like unexpected well i want to know what that is like it almost sounds like a secret that you're you're keeping so how about like we push established companies to chase and own unexpected opportunities in the digital space i love that <laughs> i think unexpected needs to be paired with the really positive word opportunity i think that's what was missing before <laughs> that was, well, I like that. you know, it's funny. That's the word Sweet. that stood out to me that Raphael said. Raphael said opportunity, and he said it with such conviction. And I was like, ooh, that was the word that stood out to me, which is so funny that that ended up in the in that brand sentence. What were you going to say, Raphael? Can I get a copy of this? So I can yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I'll email it to I'll you right now. Um, <laughs> probably I need to trim it a little bit. You know, I need to be able to explain this in Spanish and English, and usually the relationship between Spanish and English is like almost double the amount of words. You know, if it is over as long in English and Spanish, is going to be way too long. So I need to listen to it again and probably trim a few words. So, so when I say in Spanish, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't become a mouthful, but it's definitely going the right direction. I love it. That's great. And I think, again, it's the first case where we're reverse engineering a personal brand. I think the way you do it, and again, it's new territory for us. And there's not always like a path that we follow. We don't just follow a template in every kind of case. It just, you got to get creative about how you go with it. But I think in this case, if you want people to pay attention more to a corporate brand than a personal brand that might already be established, you need to borrow from the personal brand right. what makes it so great and pepper it, sprinkle it around on that corporate brand so it increases the likelihood that that's what people remember and associate with results. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, and which is actually, it's actually true. You know, but my company is, works like me. It's, it's my son <laughs> or my daughter, you know? Yep. And then, of course, there's other things that you can do through this transition that are more visual. So, like, I probably wouldn't put a picture of you on the homepage. I would right. maybe not even put a picture of you, maybe on the About page or or somewhere. But I would definitely have it so that it's only found by people who are looking specifically for it. But then the language of the company and on the website should feel 
that it has personality. It has to have perspective and opinion. Otherwise, if that piece is missing, then we are seeking the human behind the brand because we as humans, that's how we communicate and how we connect with personality. So if the company can have that personality, and I think Gary Vee and the way that he's made companies, he's a very good uh, brand hero of that happening successfully. And I'll definitely check that out because uh, if finding that balance would would um, would would make it will make will make it successful. Yeah, that's great. I'll, I'll definitely check that out. That's great. So, Rafael, this has been a very productive conversation. What are your next steps? What are you thinking? Well, I'm gonna listen to this again, and I'll share it with the team as well, and try to take that that tagline some uh, and work it out a little bit more. But 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 it, but it has. I've been looking for this for a long time. So, and then after that, see how that translates to language in, for the LinkedIn page, into language for the web page and for website, and and start using it. That's great. We can do a lot of things, but translating to Spanish, unfortunately, is not one of them. I have my first Spanish class next Tuesday, <laughs> so I'm a little bit behind the ball on that one. So I'm going to rely on you for that. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> 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 well, um, thank you, Raphael, for coming to us with such a clear, exciting, creative challenge that, and, and letting us help you with it and being so open to hearing what we have to say. I think this is going to be useful for you. It's going to be useful for other people as well with similar challenges. I, I, very, I was really excited when I saw the opportunity because for, for a long time I met you, I've been trying to see how I, I can, uh, we, uh, we could engage. So it was a great opportunity. And I will definitely, you know, reach. I'll, I'll drop your line in like, I don't know, six months or so and let you know how's it going. I love it. Well, thank you for your time and again for your openness and good luck with everything and let us know how it goes. Likewise. Likewise. Awesome. Thank you for it. Chat soon. Bye. Well, that was very efficient. I feel like anytime we get into the rhythm of writing a brand sentence. You know, I just hand that over to you like a hot potato. <laughs> I like start writing, just expecting it. <laughs> neat challenge. I know though. it's coming. It's a neat challenge to go the opposite way than what we're used to. Usually for us, it's, well, I've had this company and now I'm realizing that I want to have a stronger personal brand, which makes sense in a lot of contexts. But in this one, it was super interesting to tackle it the other way. Yeah, I guess... We should probably talk about this for our listeners. What do you think are the considerations that someone should make when deciding to go with their personal brand or a company brand? I know that you mentioned like positioning a company to sell, but are there any other things that come to mind? I first want to say that that's the question I get asked the most at conferences on stage. People would say, should I have a company brand or a personal brand? And it is a decision you have to make early on. And a lot of times we see people switching later on, even if they've decided to brand as a company or as a person, they switch. So it's important to know your considerations on both sides. I would say, what's your goal? I mean, everything we do comes back to goal. But in this case, what's your goal? What are the possible trajectories that you can anticipate, you know, of your work with that company. Is it something you could sell? For example, package up, sell it to others. Maybe it gets acquired and they buy you out. If that's the case, company is going to be easier for you to remove yourself from the equation for sure. Yeah. That's one consideration. And I guess another is thinking about 
what your potential customer wants to buy. Like I know a lot of corporations wouldn't really consider hiring an individual if they're outsourcing a specific growth marketing need. So in that way, Raphael's smart because he knows that corporations recognize other corporations, so to speak, and it might add a bit more, I guess, gravitas to to his pitch. That's a very good point. One of the advantages to go with a personal brand is that your name is never going to change. So in terms of taking a risk, it's typically the 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 lesser risk, right? In terms of wanting to rebrand down the road and have to start from scratch. Choosing your name is a safe choice because you're probably not going to change your name in your life. Maybe you might get married, your last name might change. But building that brand equity from the moment you start, typically it's safer to choose something that is less likely to evolve, let's say, into something else. That's, I would say, more times than not when someone's asking company or personal brand, we point them in the direction of personal brand, right, Lauren? We do, we do. Definitely, because usually when we say, why do people hire you? Is it the product? Is it the service? Or is it you? Normally, at least when people find us and they're considering this, usually they're the big part in the equation. For Raphael, it was no different. So let's say we've made the decision, personal brand or company brand, what do we need to have next? Well, you need to have a way for people to understand who you are, why they should care in a sentence or two but let's say one sentence, mm-hmm. like your elevator pitch. Yeah, yeah. So they need to know, like, they need to understand and be able to communicate who you are, why other people should care. They also need to identify what problem they're solving. And I know that kind of falls into the why should people care bucket, but especially for a business, you need to be crystal clear on what problem you're solving because especially corporations are inundated with sales pitches and cold calls and cold emails all the time. So you have to know precisely how it is that you're going to help that company or otherwise you'll just be ignored. Great point. I would add to that personality is what people remember. So while you're super focused on the content that you share, the what, explaining you know, the what, how you function, what you offer. Your personality is your secret ingredient. That's what people are going to come back to. For as many times as I've said, you know, I specialize in personal branding and online strategy. That's not that interesting because other people do that too. But the thing that people always remember about me is my Twitter bio. And I use it in many of my bios, which says, if your baby's ugly, it's my job to tell you. That's that like comical personality little bit that people remember. So have that personality. Don't be afraid to inject it in that elevator pitch. Yeah. I actually have a recent example of of an a pitch gone wrong. So I was looking for those CRMs that you you like assigned for me to go on a quest on. And I put down your company name for Salesforce. And I was getting all these calls from an Atlanta number at 5 a.m. Pacific time. And then I'd get an email from this rep saying, Hi, Lauren, thanks for your interest in Salesforce. Our company has improved efficiencies with by up to 95% for our clients. Do you have time for a quick call and uh, or a qu- a five to 10 minutes for a quick call today? And it was just so incredibly off-putting because I don't really care about what you've done for other people. I care about what you're going to be doing for me or for, in your case, your business. 
And so that to me is like an elevator pitch gone wrong. Good point. Good point. It needs to be focused on the solution, the answer you have for that question. Less about listing your credentials and more, what can you do for me that solves an immediate problem that I have? Yeah. And also considers the person you're talking to. Like a quick LinkedIn search would have told anyone that I'm in Pacific time and won't be answering the phone at 5 a.m. And it's the same thing. Like if you're speaking to someone who says they're from a particular place or went to a particular school or whatever, adjust your message slightly so that it can be more intriguing and more emotionally striking for whoever's listening. Well, there you go. How about that for tangible takeaways after our conversation with Raphael? Deciding personal brand or business brand? Also, writing your elevator pitch, depending on which path you choose. By the way, we'd love to hear from you. I'm at Phil Palin. I'm at the Lauren Moore. Hashtag brand therapy is where we can continue to have this conversation. If you enjoyed today's show, you learned something from it, from this episode, then here's a good idea. Maybe find your way into the iTunes store. Maybe look us up, find us, leave a five-star review. That helps other people discover this podcast, know that we really appreciate it because we put lots of time and effort into this for you to enjoy it and for you to also, more importantly, have something to take away and take action on in your business. Well, that's it for this episode. We'll be back with another one very soon. Until then, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time on Brand Therapy. Bye. And next week on Brand Therapy. If you're an individual brand and you're trying to be entertaining, or you're trying to be something, you need to commit to one archetype and be that all the time. Because people don't like seeing patterns be broken.